thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yep. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Don't you love the Word? Don't you just love the Word? And don't you love being a doer of the Word? Why? Because every arena of your life benefits when you're a doer of the Word. And that's why we're here today, to hear that Word so we can better learn how to be a doer. We don't intend for the, for the Word to stop at our hearing. It begins with the hearing, but it progresses on into the doing till it's, it becomes part of our lifestyle. Amen. So thank you for joining us. We're glad you're here with us. Release your faith. Expect to hear answers for your life. We've been on a series that is so important. And you know, really, I endeavor not to do anything that's not important in the teaching of this time. This time is sacred to me that Kenneth Copeland Ministry sows this to us. But it's, uh, it's important to us yes. to take this time. And I always want to give you something to live on right. every yes. single day, yes. something that you need. How many of you know we need our faith every single Amen. day? Right. Faith is how we conduct business with heaven. Without our faith in good working order, our faith will not accomplish what it could accomplish. And so we, are, we want to receive healing by faith, our prosperity by faith, all the blessings of God that he has provided. We possess them in faith. And so we have to have our faith in good working order, but there is, there are other flows that affect our faith. And in this series, we've been teaching on one of those main flows that affects our faith and it's called walking in love. Yes. Amen. And when I talk about walking in love, I'm not talking about human love. I'm talking about the divine love of God finding its way into your everyday life and that, and that it orders our manner of life. Amen. And uh, the love of God is is shed abroad in our hearts. If you're born again, the love of God is in there. He expects us to to spend that love. When we're faced with unlovely situations, unlovely people, no problem. We don't have to conjure up a love. His love has already been given for us to spend in those times. Amen. Amen. But not only do we spend, spend that love toward people, we spend that love toward God. We walk in love with people, but we also walk in love toward God, don't we? Um, I've been quoting in all of these, um, in all these episodes of this series, something that Dad Hagen said, because it's so enlightening to us and carries so much revelation. And that is Brother Hagen, of course, was our spiritual father for many decades. And um, he said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy 
than on my confessions of faith. What is he saying? He recognized that if we're not walking in love, it doesn't matter what your faith confessions are. Why is that? Because uh, Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So now we know how faith comes. It comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, hearing what God's saying to us. But then Galatians 5, 6 tells us this, that faith works by love. So faith comes by hearing, but it doesn't work by hearing. It works by love. Now that's what Dad Hagen was talking about when he said, whenever he said, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy than on my confession of faith. Because he rec- he recognized faith won't work mm-hmm. without love. Uh-huh. Amen. And then he would also make this statement, if symptoms show up in my body, the first place I check is my love walk. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, people may say, well, I haven't treated anyone wrong. I haven't treated anyone unlovely. But there again, our love walk is not just this way toward right. other people. It's this way toward God. Yes. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Yes. So in other words, it, our love toward God, it, we walk in love toward God by obeying what he says. Okay. So if there show up symptoms in our body, yes, check our love walk toward people. Have we treated people right? But check our love walk toward, our love walk toward God. Are we obeying what he said to do? Yes. Are we obeying his word? Yes. Are we being a doer of the word? Amen. These yes. things help us because we don't always recognize, we always kind of get the idea that walking in love is this direction. Right. And it is, yes. but it's also walking in love toward God and what yes. he said. Um, that love that's in us should grow and develop. We should become more skillful with it, drawing it out. That love on the inside of us will not force its way into the situations of our life. We have to turn toward that love that's on the inside. It's not in our minds. It's in our spirits. And we turn and we draw on that. We go, wait a minute. What would love do at this point? What does the word say about this situation? What would love do? So our uh, love is also this divine love that's on the inside of us is a fruit of the spirit. That when we got born again, there were fruits of the spirit that the spirit of God uh, birthed in us. And it's up to us to develop, cultivate those fruits, but not just cause them to grow, pick them, (laughs) eat them. You know, um, um, there are fruit trees really outside my house on the side of my house. There's a couple of fruit trees. And if I don't pick that fruit, it won't benefit just because it's there. The fruit of the spirit is in us, but it's for the picking. So we can draw on it, use it in everyday situations to turn those situations sweet. Amen. Amen. So that love, that fruit of the divine love of God that's on the inside of us, uh, it can grow and develop. How does it grow and develop? Number one, feeding on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Doing that word. Also, it grows as we spend time in fellowship with God, who is the source of this love. Amen. 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 And then number three, we allow, we we yield to it. We allow that love to get its way. We don't overstep it. At a difficult time and difficult places in life, we have to ask ourselves, wait a minute. We have to check ourselves. Instead of just flying off the handle, we stop and say, wait a minute. What would love tell me to do right now? Amen. I want us to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. The last half of that verse, it says this, the love of Christ constraineth us. Now listen to that. The love of Christ constraineth us. Notice 
uh, um, the Amplified Translation of that same verse in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 says this, for the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us. Look at that. Um, when it says the love of Christ constraineth us, notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say God constrains us. No. It's love yes. that constrains us. What, what does it mean when love constrains us? There have been times if, if we look back and we pay attention, sometimes we can recognize when we're getting ready to say something, then on the inside of us, we, we kind of get a sense, ah, oh, don't say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Right. That wasn't God constraining you. That was love, mm -hmm. which uh -huh. is an outflow of God. Right. Right. But I'm saying it's the love of God in you, yes. not wanting you to violate love. Right. Don't violate love. Yes. Why? Because when you do, you step off of love's territory. Uh -huh. right. When you step Amen. off of love's territory, you step into sin's territory. Right. 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 And then, then Satan has a right to attack you because you're on his yes. territory. Yes. Uh -huh. yeah. So let's pay attention to that love that will constrain us. Uh -huh. Listen, I've, I've had it in conversations, haven't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting ready to say something yeah. and on the inside, don't say that. It's almost yeah. sometimes that love will constrain in a very strong way. It's almost like something grabbed you yeah. on the inside. Uh -huh. yeah. You can sense that. Why? Because if you violate that or overstep that, the devil's watching. He's looking. Right. He's looking for the opportunity yeah. to attack you. Yes. And I've noticed that if, because there have been a couple of times I've stepped over that constraining of love within me. And when I did, I always ended up with physical sickness. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Right. I'd have symptoms in my body. Then I'd have to repent. I'd get to repent. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Get, get it straight with God. And I'd receive healing, but God yeah. was trying to keep me off that ground. Yes. Yeah. Right. So pay attention. That love of God will rise up and check you. Uh -huh. yes. And you know what I mean by that? There's a sense of don't say that. Don't right. do that. Right. Uh -huh. You might not hear a voice. Uh -huh. You might not feel a feeling. You just have a sense. Mm -hmm. Don't go there. Yes. Right. Don't say that. Step uh -huh. back uh -huh. from that. Yeah. Why? Because when the natural mind and the flesh want to respond in a certain way that it isn't love, the love that's in our spirit will help us control that flesh. Mind, it'll give us a flag. Hey, yeah. don't go to the flesh because right now that's your flesh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, although the love of God that's in us will constrain us, we have to Pay attention to that constraining. Right. Right. Yield to it. Yeah. Don't overstep it. You get to where you overstep it and you'll quit being sensitive to that love that's trying to constrain. That's right. And we want to stay sensitive to it. Right. Now, I want to look at something else that will help us in this love walk and it's a divine flow. If we look at Jude, there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. Mm -hmm. But Jude... The, the one chapter in verses 20 and 21, and I'm going to read out the Amplified Classic Translation. And Jude in his writing said this, but you, beloved, build yourselves up. Now, what's the yourself? Your spirit. Right. Right? That's right. the real you. That's right. Build your spirit up, founded on your most holy faith. Mm -hmm. So he's saying this, faith is your foundation. Right. Amen. Amen but you're going to build yourself up on that foundation of faith. Mm -hmm. You're going to make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Look at this. How are we going to do that? Praying in the Holy Ghost right. or speaking in other tongues, right? Yes. Yes. Look at verse 21. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Mm -hmm. 
notice that with this, there's a connection between guarding and keeping ourselves in the flow of the love of God and taking time to speak in other tongues. Mm. What does speaking in other tongues do? It makes us sensitive to our spirits and to the Holy Spirit within our spirits. Where's the love of God? In your spirit. So when you're more sensitive to your spirit, you're more sensitive to the love of God that's on the inside of your spirit. And that will help guard and keep you in the love of God when you're sensitive to the love of God. Now, if you you continually, time after time, just override that love and overstep it. It's not that, that love that's trying to constrain us from going the wrong direction. It won't be effective. We won't, we'll, we'll, if I could say this, it's effective, but we're not effective in yielding to it. We're not sensitive as we ought to be. So as we pray in the Holy Spirit, it keeps us sensitive to this divine flow of love. Amen. Amen. That comes from praying in other tongues. We'll be a help to that. Amen. Um, There is the testimony of my husband. My husband was raised in a very difficult home. Uh, His parents did the best they could, but they were troubled. They were not born again. They didn't know anything about being born again. My husband, uh, after he got born again, he got both of them saved before they died and went home to be with the Lord. But uh, he was raised in a home of alcoholism. He was raised in a home of mental illness all kinds of tragedies and difficulties in the home. When my husband was about 25, though, he got born again. The way he got born again, he was on the construction job. He was a construction worker. And there was a man that worked on that construction site who was a Christian. And every week he would invite my husband, would you go to church with me this week? My husband would tell him no in a very colorful way. (laughs) But this man, just because Ed was colorful, it did not offend this man. He just kept asking. Every single week, Mm -hmm. he asked my husband to attend church with him for a year and a half. Now think of it, a year and a half. Finally, my husband said to him one day, "If if I go to church with you one time, Will you quit asking me and hounding me to come to church with you? He said, yeah, you just come one time. He said, okay, I'll go with you this Sunday. (laughs) Um, Ed went with him that one time, and that's all God needed, and he got born again. And everything of his future was rewritten that day because he went and heard the word and received Jesus into his heart. So that one time was all it took. But through that year and a half, that this fellow construction worker would invite my husband to go to church. Ed would colorfully, as I said, tell him no. Well, no man likes to be talked to colorfully (laughs) when they're just trying to be kind and you respond colorfully. You know what I mean by that. Less than appropriate language. And um, so... After his conversations with Ed, this man would walk off and they would have those little portable outhouses on the construction site. And this man would go in there every time after talking to Ed. And after a a year and a half, Ed noticed, boy, he goes in there a lot. (laughs) Ed asked him after he got born again, is there something wrong with you physically that you need to go into this this outhouse? Uh And he said, Ed, for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. 
I have had to go in there to take time to pray in tongues so I didn't kill you. <laughs> What's that mean? His flesh wanted to come back, but he would keep his flesh under. What was that? That was the love of God on the inside of him that when that love would flow out, but that love was mistreated by my husband. <laughs> he wasn't my husband yet then, but by then. But uh, this man had learned a truth to not respond out of his flesh and to stay hooked up to his spirit. He would go hook his tongue up to his spirit by praying in the spirit. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Now, did you get that? To stay hooked up with his spirit, he would keep his tongue hooked up to his spirit by praying in other tongues. This is what Jude is saying. He's saying, you build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. So what's this mean for us? This means when we're around unlovely people, unlovely situations, and we're drawing on the love of God, the love of God is not always treated lovely. Somebody else may not treat it lovely. You're You're just doing so well. I'm just operating the way I ought to. And somebody else just mistreated that. If you're not careful, you'll flip over into the flesh and you'll think, let's handle business right now. Well, God wants you to handle business, but not the way you're used to handling business. So he tells us, how do we keep ourselves in the love of God? Look, verse 21, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Why does it say that? Because something's going to come along that's going to try to pull you out of the love of God. You've got to guard and keep yourself in the love. Yes. Because unlovely people, unlovely situations will try to pull you a different direction. And he says, but this is how you keep yourself in the love of God. Don't hook your tongue up to your flesh. Hook it up to your spirit. Take time to pray in other tongues. That means, you say, Pastor Nancy, what's that mean for me? If you know you're going to be encountering a situation Maybe you have to deal with a problem, an issue, maybe at work, maybe at home, maybe in the marriage, maybe with a child, maybe with relatives, and you know that it could be a difficult setting. Take time to speak in tongues before you get there. It'll get your tongue connected to your spirit so your tongue doesn't get connected to the flow offered you (laughs) around you because everybody's tongue may not be connected (laughs) to the love of God. Amen. Theirs is connected to their mind, their feelings, their emotions. And it's so easy to flip into the natural. It's natural to flip into the natural but we're supernatural. That's right. That's right. So we have to practice keeping our tongues hooked up to the right thing. Uh-huh. Amen. Now, Amen. this man, when he would invite my husband to church, um, he would, after Ed was colorful with him, he would go into an alone place, get away from him so that he could take time to <laughs> fortify himself yes. with his spirit because yeah. his flesh was wanting to run wild, yeah. right? He had tapped into a truth. So af- in the midst of that conversation, he- this man would walk off. Now that's a key. Sometimes when a situation is heightened in a family, on the job, sometimes you need to walk off that set. Yeah. That's good. 
Walk away from that situation. Say, you know something? I'll be back in a moment. Mm -hmm. Instead of just lunging head first or tongue first, flesh first into a response, you may have to say, I need to distance myself from this for a moment. And you say, you know what? I've got to take care of something. I'll be right back. What are you taking care of? Your flesh. (laughs) You're not going in the, you're not set, set, stepping aside to deal with them. You're stepping aside to deal with you. Because no matter how they respond, God still expects me to respond based on who's in me. He does not expect me to respond based on what they say or what they do. He expects me to respond based on who's in me, empowering me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to step away Uh and fortify. Uh Make sure my tongue is strongly connected to my spirit, not loosely connected to my spirit. If it's too loose, it can fly off and do something, right? You want it strongly connected to your spirit. That's that's a remedy for uh, a marriage. That's a remedy for a difficult situation maybe with a fellow employee. Mm -hmm. Step back from a situation that could be difficult and take time to speak to the Father. Get your tongue hooked up to the source of that love that's on the inside of us. Amen. It's a help to us because you will find yourself in situations that tempt the tongue. Mm -hmm. And when the tongue gets tempted, (laughs) you have to make sure you're connected rightly. Amen. Amen. This takes practice. I said it takes practice. It takes practice. Um, We also want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 2. We know this passage. It says, Though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not, it says charity. Now this word is not translated charity in English. It's supposed to be love. They, they think they're helping us by translating it charity because charity means love and action, but it means human love and action. Right. Yes. So it's not talking about human love in action. Mm-hmm. Therefore, charity isn't quite the right word. It's supposed to be love. Right. It means divine love in action. Yeah. But how many of you know divine love is an action? Because yes. yes. love is what you do. It's not just what you say. That's right. yeah. Though I have all faith. Now look at this. Though I have all faith. Yeah. So you can have all faith mm-hmm. so that you could remove mountains but have not love. Mm-hmm. You can have faith and not love. Uh-huh. Your faith isn't going to work. Right. Yeah. We've said this before in previous episodes. If faith is a vehicle, mm-hmm. love is the engine That's right. that causes that vehicle to work. Amen. So you can have a vehicle, but if you raise the hood and there's no engine in that thing, mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. Come on. And this is what this verse is saying. You can have all faith. You can have a vehicle. You can have the body of a car, the windows, the roof of it and everything. But you raise that hood and if there's no love in there, there's no engine in there. It doesn't matter that you got all the exterior of that car. doesn't matter. Amen. It says, uh, though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love. Look at this. I am nothing. It doesn't say I can't, I don't have I don't have, I have, 
I don't have nothing. I am nothing. What's that mean? It's love that makes us something. It's love that gives substance to us. It's love that's the great value and the importance of our life. It's the love of God on the inside of us gaining expression that makes all the difference in the kind of life we live. And not only that, love is to be the motive behind all we do. We don't do things so that we can reach the top. We do things because in love, we want to be a blessing to all those we come in contact with. Listen, we get a job. God blesses us with a job. Our motive for being there, yes, it's an avenue that God will use to bless us financially, but our motive for being there is I'm going to be a blessing too. I'm not just there to say, I'm there to cause this man and his business, this company to increase. And I'm interested in the increase. Why? Because love is not just this direction take, love is this direction to bless. That means our motive has to, yes, I'm here. uh, It's going to bless my life. Mm -hmm. But first, I will bless based on how much I am a blessing. I mean, I will receive blessing based on how much I am a blessing. Amen. 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 God intends that it's not just about us, but it's about us making a difference around those we're with and those that God's put in our life. Amen. 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 Uh, Faith is no substitute for the lack of love. We cannot just double down on our faith and think that we can reach victory if love is absent. We can't. Faith is no substitute. Faith is no substitute for love. When love is absent, absent, faith can't make up the difference. That's not the job of faith. That's not the function of faith. That's not the description of faith. Amen. So not only if we say we want our we want to be strong in faith, we also have to say, I'm going to be strong in love. Amen. I'm going to strongly, I'm going to develop that love. I'm going to develop skill. with that love. Amen. Amen. We're faith people. We're love people. Amen. Amen. Well, the reason we're able to come to you today is because of the generosity of Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Copeland Ministries, the partners that are so uh, generous toward Kenneth Copeland Ministries. They enable us to be in this place where we are today, sharing the word with you. If you say that this broadcast is a blessing to you and what you're learning here, uh, we ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries if you're not already. Um, Because it will keep broadcasts like this coming into your home as well as all the other programmers on this channel. You can go to kcm.org and you can sign up to become a partner there. Also, we want to offer to you our book on love, the Great Quest. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org and you can order your copy today. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit deframeministries.org. Love is to lead and govern us and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DeframeMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.